What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and it is a one-on-one episode today because we are talking about a movie very near and dear to my heart. And I've brought on uh, Brandon. Brandon, how are you, sir? Man, Phoenix, I am good. Uh, it's good to be back on. It's, it's funny because, like, we have a lot of these movies that, like, that play in our little opening snippet of, like, little audio clips from each movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? We've never talked about these. <laughs> we're like, it's funny because we're like, we should start talking about these. Yeah. And so, like, there wasn't really that big of a release this week. Death on the Nile came out. And we're like, I don't feel like going to see that. So <laughs> and we're like, let's do Fight Club instead. And that's exactly... Um, that's exactly what we did. So, uh, Phoenix, how are you doing, buddy? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, Fight Club has been on my list to watch uh, for years. Uh, and, uh, you know, being on film Twitter, you, you know, you, you see the uh, impression that the movie has as sort of being like the film bro film. And uh, it took on a sort of life on its own because a lot of the people who watched the movie and loved it kind of took it literally and, and and ran with it and you know they, they they put a stain on the film and so to come to it uh some what 20 odd years later and 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 check it out with a new new fresh perspective uh this was both first time watches for both of us so uh this was this was a unique experience to to finally see fight club now in 2022 uh so Brandon, I'm curious, like, what was your impression of Fight Club going in before you'd actually seen it? And what were your first impressions coming out of it? I expected a completely different movie. <laughs> um, so going in, I, because like I, from the audio clips I've seen, from the clips I've seen, I thought it was going to be a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a movie about like an actual Fight Club the entire time and not right. like, oh, hey. We're like the Joker in Gotham Knights now, where we're just like running around, blowing up buildings. Mm-hmm. It it really took me out. Like, I, I wish I would have known what this film was about before going in now, because like my I want to say my expectations were subverted because I don't I hate that ter- I hate that term. Mm-hmm. But I just I this film caught me off guard. I'll say that, but I did predict. I, we, are we breaking the seal in spoilers already or no? It's a 20-year-old movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I predicted Tyler Durden was Edward Norton's character because we never got a name for Edward Norton's character. He's just right. the narrator. Right. So um, I never look. I didn't look at the cast list until after the movie, but like I had a feeling. I, I texted, I texted, uh, shout out to the cinema chat. I texted uh, Sat King's Tyler 10. Um, go check him out. Go follow him. He's he, good guy. Um he he I, I texted him like I have a feeling that is that Brad Pitt's Tyler Durden is just a figment of his imagination. Mm-hmm. And then I messaged the cinema chat. I'm like, I just texted texted Tyler a prediction for this movie, and I'm pretty sure I'm right. So I can't be just be like, oh yep, well, I was right. No, mm-hmm. I was right. Yes. It was literally just a figment of imagination. It was literally him the yeah. entire time. I so, will like, say that like like I'm on the same boat. Like literally the only thing I knew about Fight Club going in was the clip that we put in our show, <laughs> which is- The first rule of Fight, Fight Club. Club. So we don't talk about Fight Club. I literally never seen any other scene from this movie. So like when that twist came, I was sort of like, 
it wasn't that uh, it, it shocked or surprised me or anything. It was more so like, I just really enjoyed the way they, they did that. Like in, in terms of just how it came together and how they hit it, you know what I'm saying? In the ways they did it, the creative ways they did it. I, I was like, that, that was good. <laughs> I was like, that was good. Like the twist itself isn't like mind blowing or amazing, but how they do it is really, really impressive to me. Yeah, see, something for me is like, speaking of like that that meme, it's like the first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. I'm gonna let you finish that water so you don't like spit it out while oh, I'm good. <laughs> um, so um, the, I I feel like like memes didn't even exist back then, but I feel like they were self aware. <laughs> I would feel like they were self aware about what memes were because they literally overused the meme in the movie. They're like, what's Project Mayhem? The first rule about Project Mayhem. You don't talk about Project Mayhem. <laughs> it's like they meme themselves the entire freaking movie. <laughs> that's a great way of looking at it. Uh, but that's interesting about watching it so many years later. It's like so much stuff has happened, right? <laughs> like in, in the 20 years since this movie has come out. And I'm like, a lot of the things that were in this film, like if I had seen this in 19, what was it 98 that it came out? 99. 99 i would have been like this is <laughs> like there's no way anybody would do this this is crazy i'd have been like freaking white people <laughs> like, and, and, like, then, and then you see how people are nowadays exactly like, so like getting getting 20 years of this is like oh okay like like i was so invested like much like you i thought this was going to be about the fight club like what happens in the fight club and who breaks the rules and all the stuff like that and like by the time they formed it bro i was just like yes like and i was yeah. like i was like when i actually saw the fights i was like oh man like i would join this club <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm like I'm like i'm sorry it sucks but i would totally join this club cuz i can totally get why especially guys would do this <laughs> like like and you're you're like it's this is fighting like you're not this is not professional wrestling you know what I'm saying it's not pull your punches it's you know these guys are these guys are coming the crap for you. out of each other right but at the end of the day you want it because it's like it feeds it feeds that testosterone in you all and it's still a brotherhood like even after the fights no matter who wins or who loses like you know what I'm saying they shake hands they pick each other up you know it's a great game and that that's that's the mentality I was like yeah that's weird and i like the scene in the scene that i love in particular is after he got after he's in the fight club for a while and he goes to work and he's got blood on his shirt and he's, he's a little messed up or whatever he even says he's like yeah there's blood on my shirt from fighting like like i'm proud of it i was like yeah i would i would take pride in that too <laughs> like I, like i felt i feel you so like i don't know man i just i really i really dug uh everything about this movie <laughs> gotcha i i'm on the opposite side of the spectrum like i wanted to love this movie but i just feel like there was so much wrong with it if you mean if you get what i mean like oh, no i get what you mean like i just i i predicted like me the prediction of tyler durden being um edward norton's character it just pulled me out of the movie because mm. like um, as soon as he was on the phone with the detective talking about who blew up his apartment and you, you brad pitt walks by 
Why don't you just tell him it was you? Uh, you said it so loudly. I'm like, yeah, no, he, he doesn't exist. Yeah, because those are like he he literally said it into the phone, and, and uh-huh. he didn't see, like it was like the officer didn't hear mm-hmm. what he said. So yeah. I was like, and, like yeah, then, that yeah. that would give it away, but at the same time, like I was like, I don't know. Like for me, it was just like. I had a much different viewing experience, I, I guess, because I was coming into it with no like knowledge, no real like expectations, no real right. like, you know what I'm saying? It hadn't really been built up in my head as a film, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't have hype going in or anything like that. It was just like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then just, you know, just kept going. But yeah. like, the, I, like definitely if you if i watch it back i'm gonna see all of those things and be like oh man it was like right there <laughs> yeah and then you have you have like helena bottom carter too um <laughs> when he when he after the night that like apparently him her and tyler do the do um she's he's like why are you here and she's like what yeah <laughs> what do you mean I, and so i'm like yeah no t- Brad Pitt's Tyler does not exist. I'm like, yeah, but it was so funny, especially those scenes. Like, because you got the narrator saying, like, they couldn't be in the same room at the same time. And, like, Tyler literally leaves, and then she walks in. <laughs> like, it is like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. And I think if you figured it out early, then it, then that totally would defeat a lot of the impact of the film. Did, but, did, like, you, have that, did you have that issue? No, because, like, I legit, like, I didn't know for sure until until he started looking for him. Uh-huh. I was like, I was like, hmm, I think something is afoot here because I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, like, when the guy at the bar, you know, with the neck brace is like, it's like, dude, it's you. <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes sense. And I started going back over a lot of scenes and I was like, yeah, yeah, that 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 totally makes sense mm-hmm. uh, like but that's where i was at where i was just like because of how they do it like particularly with Hel- elena bottom's character i i just thought it was super creative <laughs> like really creative and i'm i'm usually not a fan of the whole fourth wall breaking through the they entire did that movie. they were like they were like t- talking about the movie itself. Yeah. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? With the narrator. And I was like, I was like, like, especially like in the first like 10, 15 minutes, I was like, how long is this gonna go on? <laughs> like, I was like legit, like mm-hmm. I I was like, I like especially having no expectations and no idea what this movie was about. Like seeing that, like first off, I was like, what is this? I was like, is he gonna talk the entire time? Like, like I was like, that's such a weird concept. But the longer it went, the more it made more sense. And I was like, okay. But I was like, the first like 10, 15 minutes, that turned me off so bad. I was like, what is this? Like, I was like, I thought I was really going to hate it just because of that. I was like, I was like, I'm not feeling this. But I was like, the more it kept going, I was like, I was, I was digging it, man. I just fell in love with it. And this is uh, the first, not the first, I think it's maybe the third david fincher film i've seen what all has he done fincher has done um fight club mank uh believe he did he did social network if i if i believe so yeah okay um i 
I love Social Network. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Mank. I was not really a fan of Fight Club, honestly, because um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like because I had that prediction and I'm like, I can see where this is going the entire time. Mm-hmm. And then when it finally happened, I'm like, yep, see, I told you. I don't think I enjoyed this film as much as everyone else. Mm-hmm. I, there's just a, a lot that happened in this movie. Like, it was funny and it was great, but it just did not stick the landing with me. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, because they're trying, I, because I, I, I get it. He's, he's imagining it. He's an insomniac. Cool. But they didn't like, if, if you're going to do a movie about like split personalities and stuff, a split, per, split personality disorder, do it well. Not just be like, oh, <laughs> look, he became that guy out of nowhere. <laughs> and then he shoots himself. Yeah. And he lives. That was a- <laughs> that was great, honestly. Um, I, I, I get it. And at the same time, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about after the movie, I was like, that's probably dumb. You probably should have kept Tyler. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, how else are you going to explain all of his behavior to anybody now that he's gone? But uh, so Fincher has done 14 films. Uh, I've seen five of them. So Fight Club, Bomb Girl, Social Network, Seven, Zodiac, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Girl with the Dragon's Tattoo, Mank, The Game, Panic Room, Alien 3, uh those are all his i've only seen five of those so i've seen fight club Gone girl social network seven and make um obviously of those five uh social network is my favorite of of all of them uh fight club is right up there and seven i think is tremendous um but yeah this like you could argue i was a fincher fan with social network which is what made me decide to watch Mank <laughs> and right. I'm like yeah uh not a big fan of that but uh this is like the first film where I'm like okay now I want to see the rest of Fincher's filmography like I'm, right I'm, I'm down for the rest of it um because the way that this film was shot is probably my favorite aspect of it like the just the the grittiness the grime of it all like it was like shot like it was a crime drama and at the same time it was sort of like this psychological thriller and like you know saying especially like when they're in the club it's dark it's orange it's like bloody it just feels very intimate very like you know saying i don't know like something about it it just like closes in on that like dark part of us all (laughs) you know what i'm saying and like he just, I feel like he got that atmosphere down perfectly. Um, and then the outside world, you know what I'm saying, where it's sort of sort of bright, but at the same time, it also feels like like it's not there, which sort of puts you in the mindset of the narrator because he's not sure if he's alive or I mean awake or asleep or stuff like that. Um, I just thought like it was it was just brilliantly shot, like brilliantly shot. So I'm looking forward to more Fincher. <laughs> See, like, I, I like the grittiness of it. And I, I, I love, like, when, uh, I forget his name, Sal or Paul. He's like, hey, yo, this is my bar. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> he, comes out and he gets, like, the crap beat out of him. Um, yeah, I, 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 I saw, I, like, like, I know, I know 
Edward Norton was looking from an outside perspective. But even when like Nick was uh, not Nick, hello, <laughs> Tyler. I don't know why I wanted to call Brad Pitt Nick. <laughs> Tom. Tyler, um, Brad Pitt's Tyler was getting like beat up and all that. I'm like, he's just looking from an outside perspective. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Brad Pitt, man, like, you know how people tell you, like, this guy's a really good actor. And you're like, yeah, I believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I've seen him in some great stuff. And it's like, but you really don't know. You can't know for sure that they're a really great actor. This was the this was the movie that for me was like, oh, Brad Pitt's a really great actor. <laughs> like I was like, I was like, you know, Moneyball, he's great. Yeah, absolutely. Once upon a time in Hollywood, loved him. Absolutely loved him. But seeing him here, I was like, I was just like, this was a side of Brad Pitt that I had never seen before. Like in terms of his acting, this was mm-hmm. like something I had never seen from him before to be just unhinged and completely toxic and like you know what i'm saying like total just monster of a character i was like brad pitt like you i'm sure in 1999 when they were thinking of casting this role and they were like like if you went to the producers and was like okay here's the role of tyler durden and they were like oh wow this dude sounds awful like who are you gonna get to play him <laughs> they're like brad pitt they're like what <laughs> like are you kidding me? Like, was he that was he that established an actor back then? Like, I think at that point he was sort of like a heartthrob. You know what I'm saying? Like, like not necessarily like a romantic comedy guy, but like uh-huh. he was like he was definitely like a pretty face. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like you'd you'd have seen him in some some different things, but you were like, he's a pretty boy. Like, <laughs> man, to get that role, like, and just eat. <laughs> like, right. Like he ate every inch of that role i was like whoa that that really kind of just really solidified it for me like he that dude dude can act <laughs> like he, he can act i was i was really impressed with, with with brad pitt and imagine my shock right because i'm I, I love this movie right imagine my shock i'm thinking like this this screenplay is amazing Brad Pitt is amazing. Edward Norton is incredible. The direction is insane. I know this thing took like five Oscars. <laughs> and then it got nominated for like one. It got nominated for sound effects. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, you know, love this film, hate this film. You, you have to admit that it has withstood the test of time. Like, I mean, and, yeah, it has. It definitely has, especially nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you, you could argue there's very few films that have remained in the movie and cultural zeitgeist for as long as Fight Club has. Like, when I was doing my review for this film on Letterboxd, right before I go to publish it, Letterboxd stops you and is like, now are you sure you want to do this? Because you'll be breaking the first and second rule of Fight Club. <laughs> like, it literally <laughs> does that. Wait, really? Yeah, I swear to God. Every time you, every time anybody posts a review for Fight Club, they'll stop you and be like, all right, now, like, you're aware of what you're doing here. And I'm like, that's something that's burned into 
our culture, like from one film and one nomination like, for sound effects, which honest to God, isn't even the best aspect of this movie. Like these people, whoever they are, like, like I've never wanted to line up 7,000 people and just smack the holy bejesus out of them. Like, right. like love it or hate it. It, it, it should have at least gotten at least five nominations. <laughs> oh my God. I, it is true. It's like, it's like the fist emojis. Like you are about to break the first and second rule of <laughs> club. publish anyway. Let her rip. <laughs> like, and that's, that's the beauty of it. I think it's just, I think it's such a cultural film and like, yeah, I, I, I do think um, it's impact has been mixed like i didn't like like there's something about watching a movie 20 years after it's after it's uh release mm-hmm. like in 1999 I, like legit if I, you, I know you weren't born <laughs> around that time but like i was born I, in 98 98 okay so you were like two like imagine being a teenager in 1999 and going to see this and seeing this <clears throat> like like imagine the impact that this movie would have had on like your life like there are people who defined their lives by this movie like and i'm like i'm like and it's funny to me because it's like if you watch the film you realize that david fincher is not glorifying any of this <laughs> like this is not a glorification this is actually mm-hmm. like a, a tearing down of, of where this sort of behavior leads and like of like yeah cult culture yeah exactly and like the fact that so many people was like bought into it it was like yeah that's what i want to do yeah like let's start a fight club like like wow <laughs> it's just it, it blows my mind but then i see like you know what transpired in 2016 and 2020 mm-hmm. and i'm like no nah, this is this <laughs> this is this is true like this is true life and i get how some people got got a bomb down into it but like yeah man i just think it's such a culturally significant film i mean i i completely agree with you mm-hmm. i am in complete agreement with you on that i just this, this film still just didn't work for me and that's that's interesting because I'm like, for all of its significance and and like everything that it does well, like why didn't like obviously you said like the twist you caught it early. I, it's mainly the twist, like uh-huh. and then anything after the twist, like him getting him beating himself up, where he's like there's actual blood coming out, even though he's literally not even punching himself. That that just got to me. I'm like, no, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> I can see why people love this movie. Mm-hmm. I understand why people love this movie. I don't love this movie. <laughs> Maybe that'll change on a like on a, on a rewatch when I watch it like later down the road, but currently no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I feel bad because I'm like I'm I'm like super in the minority on this because <laughs> like this film has nothing but like fours and fives on Letterboxd. It's yeah. a, it's rocking a four point three. Four point three, like it's literally rated higher than I think like ninety percent of. <laughs> of letterbox films that i've seen yeah uh, like that's amazing like and i then think like i think like most films rank like on average even like you know the best ones 
probably like at the highest, like a three, eight or a three, nine. Mm-hmm. Then there are some that are like overwhelmingly and they hit like four, one or something like that. But like this, I think Portrait of a Lady on Fire and Moonlight are like the only films I've seen that are like four, three, four, four, like overwhelmingly positive. The rating I gave this, I'm not going to say what it is just yet, mm-hmm. but only nine and a half thousand people in Letterboxd have given it that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and there's, I, I do think there is a reason. There are probably several reasons to dislike this film. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially like if you're looking at it and going like, this is really gross. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. this is really gross, toxic behavior. Like, how can anyone enjoy this? Uh, I can totally see why, why this movie doesn't work for you. Uh, some people find it sloppy. You know what I'm saying? Like the storytelling and, and just how it's ultimately told or how it ultimately works out. Some people found it sloppy. Some people found it unbelievable. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I think all of those criticisms are valid. Um, but uh, yeah, th- this is a movie that like, I can't say like it, it hit me hard. You know what I'm saying? I can't be like, oh, I, I deeply relate to it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. you know, but like, I think for me, the craft of it is what really kind of pushes it over the edge for me. Just, right. Just the way it's done, the screenwriting. Cause I remember like watching it. I was like, cause for all of my reviews, I take like a line from the movie to quote. And I was like watching it. I was like, all right, what line am I taking? And like, for like 20 minutes straight, I would be like, oh, I want that line. And then I hear another be like, oh, no, I'll get that. One. Oh, no, not that. One. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it quotes and stuff, right, yeah. right. It literally kept happening. I was like, dude, this movie's this movie screenplay is insane. I was like, I was like, regardless, I'm like, because there was just so many great lines with this movie. His name was Robert Paulson. His name was <laughs> Robert, Robert Paul- Paulson. <laughs> if I ever post a letterbox review, I'm just copy and pasting that over and over and over. <laughs> that's the best way i love it because yeah i mean and meatloaf (laughs) like like i know like i know meatloaf did movies um the only one that i knew he was really in was rocky horror picture and even then that was like a cameo sort of type of role Mm -hmm. i had no idea he could actually act (laughs) like i was like what and he had a significant role in this movie and I was like, wow, he, he brought it. You know what I'm saying? He, he brought it. And I thought it was funny, though, that um, he broke one of the rules of Fight Club instantly. Because it's supposed to be one of the rules is no shirts, no shoes. Yet he, he kept the shirt on the whole time, probably because he had, you know, no women parts. <laughs> but that was hilarious. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. Like, like you mentioned all these rules that he broke the first he just literally broke a rule right there right no i guess that wasn't an important one <laughs> that's funny that was uh, i i i just man i took so much from it and like it's interesting to me too uh when you see brad pitt play tyler dirt right he brings such intensity and intentionality to that role and that performance and then later when you see like, obviously they're the same person and you see Edward Norton say those same lines, you realize why it doesn't work. <laughs> like, like you realize why uh, Brad Pitt has to perform it instead of, instead of Edward Norton. Cause it's like, he says those lines and you're like, 
it don't have that same sting. You know what I'm saying? It don't have that same intentionality, but like people are still following it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to get political, <laughs> but it reminds me of a particular presidential candidate. <laughs> and I was just like, how are people listening to this guy? <laughs> like, See, for me, I just think of, like someone like Charles Manson, like mm. how do you listen to this guy and like exactly. actually f- believe him. what he's <laughs> following? And that's what I see it as. I see it as a cult mentality. Mm-hmm. I see it less of like a political thing and more of just a cult mentality of just absolute idiots. Just <laughs> were like, oh, hey, this looks cool. Join. Yeah, yeah. And it's like to the point where it makes you forget like certain social constructs you know and and like just the way to be we we've all agreed to behave in society like Mm -hmm. like to really get to that point where you're like yeah man whatever he says yeah like i believe it and i'm doing it no matter what like i'm just like okay (laughs) like especially for a guy like this is what what made me laugh is like you know like I remember the the scene in, where they're in the car and they he decides he's gonna crash the car, and I'm like, you got the two followers in the back, and you know what I'm saying these two guys are in front, but it's actually just him, and I'm like, and I'm so I'm thinking about that scene, and I'm like, these guys are having a full blown argument with each other. Like if you're one of these followers, you realize that it's just him having a full blown argument with himself, mm-hmm. and this is still the guy that you're following. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a guy like literally going like, you know, you got to keep me in the loop on things. Why would I do that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he going back and forth, like you need to figure out your relationship between me and I, and like, you should learn to let go. It's like, he's talking to himself. And this yeah. is the guy that you're like, this is the guy I follow. <laughs> like, I'm like, that is to me, that is insane. <laughs> like, God forbid, if I ever joined cult, and I saw this guy talking to himself like he's having a conversation. I'm like, screw this. I'm gone. Out. Bye. <laughs> like, nope, you know, not today. What, what's the limit? You know. And then I think about the scene. I did not know Jared Leto was in this either. So that was, I didn't either. I, I saw a jump scare. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see. I didn't know Jared Leto was in this until I saw the cast list. Yeah, because well, it's been so long. Of like, since this came out, what we're talking like 23 years now. Exactly. And like, um, so imagine the scene where like they they scare the crap out of the politician and Tyler like embraces him, like, you know what I'm saying? Great job, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. But like the narrator seeing this in an outside perspective and feeling jealous. And then they have a fight at the next fight club. That was Jared Leto the whole time? Exactly. And And I'm like, they're fighting. And then he like beats the living crap out and like beats him to near death. Like, this is a guy who just embraced you like a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And now his split personality just nearly tried to kill you. Right. And you're still following this guy. <laughs> like, I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's just it, like, to me, I'm just like, I, I love it because it's it really exposes the, the, the errors of, of cult thinking. And right. And just the flaws of 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 following a, a human being who's this 
obviously emotionally and mentally disturbed, but but people will do it, <laughs> right? For, for whatever reason. So I I mean I just dug it. I, I really dug it. Give me a second. I'm mind. I'm trying to figure out the 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 name of this guy. Well, Holt Jared, McCanley. Holt McCanley. That's his name. That was Jerry. I didn't expect this. No, Holt McCanley. I um. The actor. I didn't expect to see him in this film. He. I don't know if you've seen Mindhunter. No, no, I have not. Oh man, amazing show. Um, but um, he plays a character, one of the, the head detectives in that show, and like when I, because I've talked to him a couple times and stuff. Like when I when I see him in film, like oh shoot, that's Holt McCanley. Like he played in the in uh, Joss Whedon's the Justice League. Um, oh, he was God. like the the criminal that like Batman caught in the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, he was, I don't know if you've seen, uh, oh, you've seen Nightmare Alley. He was the, the guy who protected that one rich guy. Uh, the one who believed uh, that. Gotcha. Yeah, yes. That yes. guy. Yeah. So when I saw him in this, I'm like, oh shoot, it's Holt McCanley. It, it's funny. Cause he looks like he's only aged. He's only aged like two days since then. <laughs> since Fight Club. It's hilarious. That's very true. Yeah. Cause he does look exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah so overall like give me your final impressions and your final rating for for fight club i expected better honestly so (laughs) like i hate to say that because i was really excited to see this movie like i i completely understand why everybody loves this i can see why it has the uh, the following that it does i can see why people everybody just memes the crap out of it i just didn't enjoy it as much as i did as I as I thought I would. Well, how about you? Any final thoughts? Yeah, it, um, I'm. I am in love with this film. Like, like I, I truly am. Uh, I wouldn't like you know take it to my grave or anything, <laughs> anything like that. But like, it it really just is. I think impressively done, impressively well made. Uh, film. You know, just from a storytelling perspective, a directing perspective, an acting perspective, I think it, it really hits hits all of those tones incredibly mm. well. Um, and you know, I just I I think I think what it does for me is, as as an aspiring screenwriter, it, it's like I want a script that meaty. You know, what I'm saying at some point in my life, I want to write a script that meaty with that many undertones, with that many uh, uh, social commentaries, just like, you know what I'm saying? And that sort of that sort of has a bit of foolishness in it. You know what I'm saying? Like from a movie perspective, a lot of this really shouldn't, and you could argue doesn't work. <laughs> like it really doesn't, but there's so much meatiness here. Like the flaws can be forgiven. So for me, I just really, really dug it. Just completely on a technical aspect i think it's one of the best made films of all time mm. gotcha so so where are you going <laughs> don't hate me okay two and a half <laughs> i actually can't be mad at that like i can't be mad at that because yeah like i said like if if it if it if, if if the twist takes you out of the film completely, 
then much of the film doesn't work. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, and that's where you're at with it. So I completely agree. I, I, I agree with your rating. I think that's a perfectly fine rating for this film. I, however, am going five stars. <laughs> this is, to me, one of the best films I've ever seen. <laughs> All right, hold on. <laughs> you are so reluctant to give five stars to things. I know. And this is what you choose to give a five star. This is a five star film for me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it is incredible. And I'm like, and I, and like, one of the things that I always love uh especially with me because i'm late to a lot of like well-known movies i love it when i see a film that came out years or even decades ago and it still has the weight that it has from from when it came out you know what i'm saying like when i first saw star wars i was like this is a movie that dropped in what 1977 mm-hmm. and i'm like i watched it in 2020 and i was like <laughs> like like this is incredible. And I'm like, that's what I love. Like a film that still has its impact decades later, singing in the rain. Loved it. Like, you know what I'm saying? This was a movie, what, 1944 or something? Like, I don't know. Like, it's insane. Sound of Music, another like just an incredible film that dropped decades ago. And the I'm Wizard like, of Oz, but you you weren't on the same boat as me. Wasn't on the same boat on that one. <laughs> like, it didn't hit me like those, like where it's like, what I felt in in decades later, I could totally see how other people felt in the year that it came out. Like, and that to me is like that's that's a gold standard that you that you aim for, where your movie still has that same impact years years and years down the line. So like for me, I think Fight Club is another one of those movies where it mm-hmm. just has that that impact. And I think this is why I think your your rating is valid because. I guarantee you there were people who who saw it in, in 1999 like what the hell is this <laughs> like like garbage boo <laughs> like like who were probably like amazed that people who are who are loving it like seriously like I I guarantee you if if there was a Twitter or like a you know social media platform in 1999 there was some guy railing against the world like this movie sucks how can y'all like it I hate this like you know what I'm saying like there was that guy so like I, I totally feel you're 100% valid like, like mm-hmm. so that's where we're at on Fight Club I loved it Brandon not so much and it's still one of the best films of all time <laughs> I'm sorry <clears throat> I'm sorry but I can only I can only the best I can do uh, maybe I'll give it a three I'll have to think about it but right. as of right now two and a half solid all right, so uh, we're going to move on to what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good. What's good. What has been good for you this week? So um, after the Oscar nominations were announced, I've been just trying to start watching some of these Oscar nominated picks, but and this in the in the slew of Oscar season, I didn't get to watch the whole thing because I'm waiting to watch it. Show Zach it. Um, I think in here in, in the next month or so. I really, really, really love Parasite, and yes. like I, I pulled it up just to watch a few scenes here and there. I'm like, I wish we had Parasite level movies every single year. <laughs> 
That would be nice. Like, like I just want more stories like that. I just love that movie so much. Yeah. It's, it's a really good film. Like, it is. It so, really is. A really good film. Yeah. So what's good for you, Phoenix? Um, so uh I talked about this, I think, on our last episode when we were talking about uh the Oscars. And um, but uh this is definitely the movie I want to recommend. Uh documentary called Attica. Um I have that on my watch list for yeah. Oscar stuff. Yeah, Attica it, it is a Oscar nominated documentary. I think it's the best of the bunch. I really do. Um it 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 was really the one that just deeply affected me. I think obvious for obvious reasons, and you'll get those obvious reasons once you see it. But um, yeah, it was just a, a powerful, powerful film, and one that really like it 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 has stuck with me uh, since I watched it. And I think I watched this like uh, about like two weeks ago, and it still stuck with me. So like I really enjoyed it, and I highly recommend it. So if you get the chance, check out Attica, hopefully before the Oscars, hopefully before it wins the Oscars, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's the best documentary of the year. Yeah, well, I mean, I plan to see all the Oscar picks, except for like documentary short, animated short. Mm-hmm. I, I plan to watch everything else. So yeah. All right. So yeah, that's on the list. So Attica and Parasite, man, God, that would be such a cold double feature (laughs) oh my goodness but yeah that's what's good from us here at film code and uh we're gonna get on the out of here now brandon where can everybody find you sir you guys can find me at f-a-n-t-a-s-m-i-c ears on letterbox go check me out over there check out what i'm watching i know i said this the other day but um i'm I'm just gonna be logging a lot of the uh, oscar nominated picks so check out what i'm watching over there check out what i think of them and yeah thank you guys again for listening all right and you guys can find me on twitter at imho reviews one that's the number one and on letterbox under pa clouded and as always please follow the show on twitter and instagram at film code pod and we will see you guys next week we are out of here peace